0: your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. As if they don't have too much on their place. The Kings of Combat Sports Podcast trying to wait. Talk about the things they did that day. They'll analyze the work of Vince and Triple H. You wind a smack down, we wanna smack down. We wanna smack down, we wanna
1: smack down, we wanna smack down, we wanna smack down, we wanna smack down, we wanna smack down. Hello everybody, it's John Pollock and Wei Ting here with you on a Friday night. Welcome all. Because everyone is here for the beginning of Rewind to SmackDown, and we are gonna be going through both episodes and chatting about the news. Uh, that came out tonight, obviously the uh, the biggest story uh, from, from anything uh, tonight was the injury to Big E uh, that you saw just a horrendous fall uh, that he took taking a belly to belly suplex on the floor from Ridge Holland. And it Wait, like I just leaped out of my seat when I saw it. It was such a bad landing. And then afterward, this was not shown on television, but he was taken out on a stretcher, uh, did put his, his thumbs up for the crowd and that, that video was circulating everywhere. And then shortly after he was taken to hospital and did post a video and sadly he has a broken neck. So it is going to be a a long recovery for something uh, so significant Uh, to his credit uh, sounded in as positive uh, a spirit as you could possibly have, Um, you know, just stating to everyone not to worry. He was, you know, moving his hands and such. It's a good thing that he he has the, the, the use of his functions but you know a, a broken neck is obviously very very severe
0: very severe and um you know like i i mean i think he's under probably great care right now but you know the the next 24 hours i imagine are are going to be very very difficult and and scary. it's a great
1: point like it's you know he is there for observation they are probably running tons of tests so i mean it's 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 hardly anything you can probably have a a conclusive Diagnosis of that that quick. I mean, he put that video out probably within two hours of the injury,
0: and kind of shows you, I think, you know, his headspace. I mean, you know, like think about it, thinking about this. Like, I, I imagine it's among the scariest moments of his life. You know, going through something like this, and it seems like at least you know a, a big part of his concern is to make sure that the people that are worried about him aren't worrying. You know, before they go to bed, you recording a video from the hospital when you can't move your head to tell the people, "Hey, you guys can go to bed tonight." I can move my fingers. Don't worry about me. Like, man, just just kind of shows you what what type of person he is and um I I certainly hope he he makes a, as full of a recovery as humanly possible and uh uh and, and we get to see see more of him. Um I know it's probably going to be a while though.
1: It'll probably be a a long time, but uh, certainly, yeah, we we wish all of our best uh, to him. It's, you know, it's it's not just whenever you talk about an injury so severe, I mean, we always we we focus on the physical and sometimes like it's like mentally that's really tough for any performer to go through Mm -hmm. of here is day one of what is going to be a very, very long path uh, back to. What is your, what is your livelihood? Um, there's just, it, it, it's so much that uh, comes with such a significant injury.
0: And, and it's another reminder of just, I think, how much we all should respect anybody who decides to do this. It's, it is it, it is a very high risk, you know, physical activity, especially at such a high level.
1: Yeah. I mean, when when you watch it, I mean, it just... Like, it just seemed like Holland was just trying to, like, you You could see he struggled at first, and then it was just using his sheer power to get him over. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, not the most um, dangerous uh, t- type of maneuver, but sometimes, like, that is just... How many
0: suplexes did, did we see tonight, John? You know, how many, like, exploder suplexes or belly-to-belly suplexes tonight? You know, it's like, it, the, the, the risk of injury is there for every single one, and, and I mean, unfortunately... Every-
1: I mean unfortunately, it's the same person, but how many times have you gasped watching Biggie do that that spear to the floor that uh, sometimes has been extremely scary looking and has always uh pulled it off as well so yeah, nonetheless, um we will get into the show proper, but that was obviously the uh, the biggest thing coming out uh, of tonight and wishing him um as I I say speedy recovery, but, you know, it's not going to be speedy when you're talking about a broken neck. But let's say uh, hope for a full recovery um, Mm -hmm. that he can that he can have. So we are doing uh, the first portion of the show, which is free for everybody here on uh, YouTube and the Post Wrestling Cafe for those that want the entire show, which will include our review of Rampage and your phone calls. You can join postwrestlingcafe.com. It's uh, $6 a month that gets you in the door uh, with access to all of our bonus content, our entire archives, a custom RSS feed for the bonus shows, and access to Rewind to SmackDown, the entirety, every Friday night where it goes down.
0: Yeah, and uh, also this week coming up, Ask Away is back and uh, soon to come MCU reviews and the entire archive of Patreon-exclusive shows. I think over 400. Maybe even close to five at this point.
1: It's, it's, it's mounting. We have 105 editions of Rewind Away up there, including uh, this, this week's review of TNA, Hardcore Justice 2012, a show that, that lives in infamy among all TNA fans. It's like, oh, Hardcore Justice, August of 2012. Feels like just yesterday. Yes, Austin Aries, Bobby Roode, the Bound for Glory series tournament, Aces and Eights, the Summer of Claire Lynch, all of that. Uh, coming to a head at Hardcore Justice.
0: Always a joy to step back into early 2010s TNA.
1: Yes. All right. So we are going to get into SmackDown first, uh, taking place from the uh, – actually, uh, b- before we go into that, I, we, we should uh, talk a bit about the uh, the on-sales today, um, particularly for AEW. We have not seen any figures yet for um, Stand and Deliver, but I am very curious to see how that NXT show performs. They are running the American Airlines Center. Um, but today, AEW put uh, – five different events uh, went on sale. They did have pre-sales yesterday, but this was the the public – on sale and the biggest one is their California debut where they are going to be going to the forum in Inglewood California and uh, running what is a pretty sizable building on on June 1st and according to the uh, the latest data that had come from a WrestleTix and a Dave Meltzer is that they have put out over 12,500 tickets and the setup is only like they have like under 200 tickets remaining so this is going to be a sellout and the forum wow. has been a tough venue Uh, to draw at Um, WWE has not run uh, the arena since December of 2015. They did a house show uh, with Brock Lesnar and drew about 8,000 for that show. The, the biggest shows there were when WCW was at its peak and I think had a larger setup because it wasn't there for TV, but um, this is a, it's a tremendous figure to basically be sold out your first day, which by by the time we're talking now, they may have moved those uh, 150, 160 tickets. So, a uh, huge debut for California.
0: That, I mean it, it's fantastic news for professional wrestling and obviously uh, fantastic news for AEW, you know, mm-hmm. there, a, a lot of pent up uh demand, you know, for 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 uh this product in that market. Um kind of makes you ask the question could they have gone for a bigger venue?
1: It was tough. Like the, the like the forum is not like the the, the main uh, arena. It's not the the Staples Center, but there was obviously a lot of demand for this first uh, California date and I think you, you know especially first time in a market like like Los Angeles it was going to have a lot of a lot of impact and yeah it's, it's an interesting question if AEW as it continues to look at what they scale their their larger uh, not just pay-per-views but larger TVs for of, of what size venues they're going for like Detroit was another one that went on sale today and they're running Little Caesars Arena which is a huge venue in Detroit. So it, it gives you a mindset of what they are um, going for in, in certain markets. Uh, so there you go. That was the AEW news uh, coming out of uh, tonight. But SmackDown uh, started the exact same way that Raw did with the Madison Square Garden angle, which is record setting way. The most watched Instagram post in WWE history was this angle from Saturday night with blood.
0: The most watched Instagram post, okay, for WWE, WWE. yeah, yeah, okay, for WWE, most watched Instagram post, interesting, okay, um, like is like a like a video, like how long is a video? I have to Uh, ask. I don't know because you know, like these videos that like are like six seconds long, they loop like you know, like all like like thirty thirty times in the span of a minute, and each of those times is like a different view. Does that? Is, is that what's going on here? Or is this legitimate? Come on. I, I find these sort of Instagram stats questionable, at least. It
1: means this is the biggest main event in the history of WrestleMania. <laughs> Instagram has proven it. Yeah. So out comes Brock Lesnar in Alabama with his cowboy hat on. And it's angry Brock Lesnar. He says that Reigns changed the rules of the game. And for the last six days, he's looked in the mirror. And he says, look at this. And the camera goes in close, but his cowboy hat is giving this shadow that it's impossible to see the wound on his eye from uh, Braun or from Reigns drawing first blood on Brock. And Lesnar is here for blood and he launches the title belt and nearly takes out Pat McAfee.
0: Well, at least he's a, you know,
1: you imagine this thing just getting whipped at you. That's not like a tiny thing and it's just coming for your head. Guy had to, like, duck.
0: I mean, uh, getting, like, having a beach ball thrown at me from Brock Lesnar, I don't think would be, um, you know,
1: very fun. This, this is in between a beach ball and a car door. Remember that? Remember the yeah, car door?
0: somewhere in between. Well, at the very least, I'm sure, like, Pat McAfee has the proper insurance, you know, for a, a contracted wrestler, I suppose.
1: So he calls out for reigns and is yelling blood for blood. So, folks, I think we're getting blood at WrestleMania. That's my takeaway here. Heyman comes out and says Roman is not here tonight. So Lesnar asks, well, who is going to protect you if Reigns isn't here? And he chases Paul. And we go to the back, and Paul Heyman has to run. And I, I use that loosely as he made his way to a getaway car as Lesnar's running into security and just murders these fools in the back and is too late to catch Heyman in the getaway car. And that was our opening segment.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a, a decently intense opening. Um, I think I, I, for for whatever reason, like Roman wasn't around for this one. Probably would have helped a little bit. But I thought Brock, you know, coming out all pissed off and uh, emotional you know, certainly was a different look. There's no
1: goofiness. Like, this was, like, serious Brock, and I think you're going to get a pretty intense final couple of uh, weeks before WrestleMania. And I I think, like, we're certainly getting blood in this match at WrestleMania. Uh, Yeah,
0: I suppose so. You know, after um, (laughs) many criticisms of, of, uh, hey, we don't do that sort of stuff, gory self-mutilation. Well,
1: you you saw where where the cut was. Like, that was not a blade job. That was like hmm. he probably just like nailed him and uh, t- to open him up like that's God. they do have I... this weird th- like t- to the average person blading sounds really grotesque it's a lot safer than just ramming a guy with your fist to open him up harder uh,
0: especially when it's Brock Lesnar doing it as we saw the results with uh, Randy Orton infamously I mean they're clearly using it as a tool to tell this story. They have, you know, with the Madison Square Garden ankle. Um, I, I, if they are doing hard way, like I, I don't know why you would continue with that risk. I mean, who, who's really going to criticize you at this point?
1: Well, they can't be. Uh, they don't want to be called out for self mutilation. Well, okay, then I guess letting somebody else mutilate you is a bit better. With their, with their knuckle. So. Michael Cole transitions from this segment by saying we have to move on to another issue that has become personal. It is the destruction of the New Day's ATV. And he recapped the (laughs) destruction of the ATV, which Michael Cole said Seamus and Ridge Holland would abscond last week. Absconded with the ATV. How dare they abscond the ATV. (laughs) Uh. And we go to the back, and Megan Morant is with Seamus and Holland with their sledgehammers. And they explain that they did them a favor because now the ATV is lighter and faster. And... (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) They have brought along somebody that is even deadlier than two sledgehammers. You might know him by another name, but we know him as Butch. And in walks Pete Dunn as... Holland and Dunn uh, reunited, Pat McAfee's crew, all slowly coming back together here on SmackDown. And uh, this was the, the introduction of Pete Dunn, who uh, I, I had heard uh, some whispers about Pete Dunn being called up. And it would be quite interesting to see how he would be revealed on the show. And this was uh, this is how he was introduced. Butch
0: so so i start the show a little bit later just you don't have to have that buffer space and i mean already the the, ceno was messaging me oh no oh my god is is this was what what happened is this pete dunn stuff true i'm like whoa whoa, what what happened to pete (laughs) dunn they named him butch (laughs) what a terrible tragedy yeah he not only did they rename him (laughs) The guy comes out like looking like Oliver Twist, you know, like he's wearing like he's like he's got the same tailor as like you know Ridge Holland. Now he's basically a mini version of Ridge Holland. Like he's like their kind of like small friend, you know, like he's their Spike Dudley.
1: They should have um, they should have brought him up with uh, MSK, and they they really they just could have been the little rascals. They they really
0: could have absolutely yeah. It's 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 of a similar era, right? Anyway, but when you think about it. How else is a guy like Pete Dunne going to succeed in Vince McMahon's system other than being a Spike Dudley for like these two other guys in some sort of 1920s (laughs) gimmick, right? Like it it, it does make sense when you think about like the WWE, you know, like I don't think Vince will ever in, in his mind ever bring up a guy like Pete Dunn fresh out of NXT UK or NXT and have him go 50-50 with a guy like Sheamus. Um, he's going to have to like, for him to fit in his picture, he's going to have to be introduced as sort of like this uh, scrappy, you know, small pit small ball. guy. The pit bull. Yeah, the bulldog, the pit bull. Running out of dogs, I think, to use. But It's, it's his foot in the door it, uh, and honestly at this point, it's either a role like this or jobbing like on nxt to football players you know so it might be the better of the two
1: no instead he's paired with uh ex-rugby player uh in ridge here to be quite honest like yeah the name is completely goofy people will get over the name people get over every name i i, I do not i'm not one of those people that gets. so oh my god i can't believe the name like th- there's tons of silly names that we always have to I mean, Christ, he's teammate Ridge Holland. I mean,
0: <laughs> but I think it's more so outside of the, na- the name itself. It- it's the idea that you're pretty much like, you know, divorcing the Pete Dunn character that we've grown to love up until this point from what that this Pete is.
1: Dunway, way. If he was brought up as Pete Dunn, I think he'd be DOA on, this, on I, this main roster. I agree. Like I agree with zero you. chance of him going anywhere as Pete Dunn. This, oh, I'm yeah. not saying this is going to be, uh, completely change his fortunes, but let's look at this on the surface, okay? He's called up to the main roster. That comes with, you know, an elevation for, your, you know, your, your status. You are, you are paired with like a solid mid-card act. And going into this, I think it was very clear this was going to be a mania program that he was going to have in several weeks with the New Day up until this injury.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's does.
1: clearly what this was building to. I thought with, you know, the intro. Why would you introduce as a third man for Sheamus and Holland if not for Woods to be back and we get a six man at Mania? So, I mean, yeah, it's it comes off goofy, but I I would say if you have main roster aspirations like Pete Dunn as technician, Pete Dunn coming up that you had seen in NXT, that version would have just. Uh, I, I wouldn't have even given him a week before he would have been just forgotten.
0: Yes. Um, it's just, there's no reason why a Pete Dunne wouldn't work, but it's it's only because we know that, the, like, the way this guy produces TV and his taste and how he looks at people under a certain height level that I, it would have been really tough for me to see, you know, Bruiserweight Pete Dunne coming coming up and succeeding at a high level. But And,
1: and this one yeah. might not pan out at all for him like he might just be the fall guy for Seamus and Ridge and he's a total joke but at this
0: at this point I mean what do you think the match will be okay so let's say I mean from from what you hear is Woods okay to come back
1: no I I was just I I had not heard that I'm just saying like the way that this was done with Mm -hmm. bringing him up like why would you be bringing up a third man if if that was not your idea that they must feel that that Woods is ready and to do that in a couple of weeks at WrestleMania now with this big E injury, like that throws everything out the window.
0: Well, I mean, you, you know, at this point, one of the two either Ridge or P or Butch um, could, could just simply be accompanying them ringside, you know, just, uh, just as a, a you could do Sheamus and
1: like if Woods is in fact ready, like you could certainly do Kofi and uh, Woods against whatever mm-hmm. your combination is probably Sheamus and Ridge. Um, yeah. But, I mean, prior to the injury, like, I just thought, like, if you were not doing the six-man, why would you be bringing up done three weeks before WrestleMania? Mm. So, anyway, um, the match itself, um, Holland wrestles it without the uh, the face mask on. And, I mean, it, it's really trivial to kind of uh, go through this match. Um, the, the spot is the belly-to-belly on the floor. And, man, it just, do not watch this. Um, Butch, th- these guys all, like, it When you watch Jessica Carr just like run over, like everyone could see like this, it was not one of those where he just pops up and it looked bad, but he's okay. I think Mm. everyone had a sense that, okay, something went wrong and they've got to continue here, not just for the duration of the match, but they have an angle to do afterwards, which I'm sure Big E was supposed to be part of. So, uh, Butch distracts Kofi and Sheamus just hits him with this leaping kick in the corner, pins Kofi, and they credit Butch with the distraction. <laughs> it's going to take me a while to get used to Butch. <laughs>
0: Butch? You just, you're thinking about Luke.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Butch attacks Kofi with forearm strikes and Cole, all he says is that the medical team is tending to Biggie, but they do not show him. You do not see the stretcher. None of that. And uh, Kingston is just left uh, laid out here at the end of the segment. So it was like these guys just had to scramble afterwards. I'm sure their their minds were elsewhere on Mm -hmm. on Biggie at this point. So, I mean, really hard to give any kind of analysis to this match.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it seemed like they were close to the finish anyway, but I I can't imagine maybe what might have changed. But it's all pretty irrelevant, you know, in the grand scheme of things. And putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you. Well thank you.
1: Uh they showed a replay of the Kevin Owens segment from Monday and Steve Austin's response, so the question mark is off the graphic. Kayla Braxton is with former Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn, and they showed the TMZ footage. They did an angle with TMZ where Johnny Knoxville flew a plane over L.A. with Sami Zayn's phone number. So we're doing a doxing angle for WrestleMania, and Zayn is just aghast that WWE would air this footage. He's bringing up privacy laws. He's had no time to prepare for Ricochet, his rematch tonight, because his phone's been blowing up. And Cole notes that there have been 11,000 phone calls and text messages to Sammy Zane's phone. Zane explained it got so high that the text messages, once they reach uh, whatever it is, nine nine, nine 999, nine. it just goes to an exclamation mark because it's such a high number.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't know if I've I don't I'm certainly never. I have never gotten happen.
1: a thousand text messages. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've I've had the exclamation mark, so that's a, that's a pretty interesting description. He, he is just so entertaining when he's suffering and he's upset.
1: How can you air this? <laughs> so, uh, Drew McIntyre comes out. He is awaiting the Viking Raiders, who are attacked backstage by Corbin, Moss, Jinder Mahal, and Shanky. Mahal, Shanky, and Moss come out. Drew is fighting them off, and then, uh... Mahal grabs drew by the leg Corbin's out it's four on one Corbin makes his comeback or sorry, Drew makes the comeback as Corbin just watches on this included a Michinoku driver to Shanky and he grabs Angela and points the sword at the WrestleMania sign. I, I feel just so much for the, the Drew McIntyre who, I mean, this is the literal embodiment of a performer just spinning his wheels through the most important season of the year
0: you're swinging his sword you know if you want to be even more literal john um just a generic build to a match that i don't think anybody can care for ahead of a wrestlemania it's it's a it's a real waste of, of a drew mcintyre unfortunately and you know what like it'd be one thing if the story was good but the story is not everybody it's, it's just... a tv
1: program and it's a tv program that i mean dude, they were wrestling at the january first pay-per-view Mm-hmm. this is gonna yeah. be a three plus month program by the time it wraps uh and who knows maybe for uh, this backlash show
0: where we'll get it again
1: there's no way there's uh, i i should never i should never say that ronda rousey comes out and she's got a promo segment she calls wrestlemania one of the biggest matches of her career and that charlotte revealed her grappling ignorance calling ronda a one-trick pony that can only win with the armbar that's like calling mike tyson a one-trick pony because of his knockout power I have thousands of ways towards the arm bar and I have refined the ankle lock that was taught to me by my mentor, Kurt Angle. And I might tap Charlotte out with that ankle lock at WrestleMania. I really like this tie in to the ankle lock last week and mm. giving like a storyline reason for it. I liked it too.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. When she did the ankle lock, I think I thought it was just, oh, okay, this is like one of WWE's five like legit shoot moves. Okay. There's, the, there's the arm bar, there's the triangle. I guess if you're the undertaker, you can have the Gogo plata. And then inevitably, like somebody will do a Kurt angle style ankle lock, even though I've never seen it in an, in an MMA fight. But, um, this is, you know, in the realm of what they consider to be a shoot move. But this week they actually backed it up with, you know, legitimate story. Of course, we all remember, um, Kurt teaming with Ronda Rousey for, uh, that match. Or was it a, yeah, was it a yeah. match? Man, it was a long time ago. The
1: WrestleMania match.
0: The, the, her first match. There
1: you go. So anyway, yeah, I liked it. Flair interrupts and says, it will be the biggest fight of your life. And you didn't tap me out last week. Uh, I was in heels. And you're not going to tap me out. Ronda says, I already have. Uh, I was waiting for for them to show the, uh, the Instagram post of their tag match at Madison Square Garden last weekend when she tapped Charlotte out. That part
0: didn't help. Well, no? I mean if if not enough people watched it on Instagram, it didn't count.
1: So Flair says that Rousey is a fighter, but there is a reason that I'm the most decorated women's wrestler. I'm not impressed with some ankle lock. And she says that she is going to make Rousey tap out, and Rousey dares her to try, but Flair instead leaves, and we got for at least one night only the return of Uh oh. oh goodness. Uh-oh. Yeah, she dropped this one cold and brought it back. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, chanted. you tapped out, and Rhonda, her her ending line was just that she'll either take Charlotte's arm home or she'll tap out at WrestleMania. Uh, I, I do not think Rhonda in, like, speaking segments is the best, but I, I thought, like, this, they, they had some material here. Charlotte was good to play off of, and it was a... Uh, better than I would have expected if you told me that Rhonda's going to do like a five to six minute speaking segment with Charlotte.
0: I think Rhonda continues to sound more and more natural, the more reps she gets in front of the crowd. And I think the more, you know, they refine her with coaching and direction. Um, I thought she did a good job setting the story here, telling us why she picked up the ankle lock and overall, like, you know, on a show where so much of the storytelling is centered around like ATVs, and stealing swords and uh, other bullshit like that, I welcome a story where you know the the principal narrative is: Can you tap me out? Can I tap this person out with this move? You know, if I can avoid the armbar, can you pull off an ankle lock on me? Like that to me is just pure professional wrestling storytelling, and and it's and it puts focus on the match. Um, so I I, I enjoyed the
1: story here. All right. Uh, So we're about midway through the show, so we are going to sign off now for the YouTube portion of Rewind to SmackDown, and then we're going to continue with the the second half of SmackDown, and then do our review of Rampage before we open up the phone line. So we're going to say goodbye to YouTube. If you want to hear the rest of the show, postwrestlingcafe.com is where you can go.
0: That is correct. But first, I want to thank Max, who sends a $5 Super Chat just because. Doesn't even have a message. I think he just likes us that much. So Thank you, Max. Max, thank you so much. If I could translate that $5 into a credit for you for the Post Wrestling Cafe, I would. But I don't have that technology. Um, so I hope you join us there. And I hope all of you guys join us right now at the Post Wrestling Cafe, which we're, where we will also be taking your Zoom calls. We do that every Friday night. So join the show. Call in. Let us know your thoughts on all the events in this week in professional wrestling. All
1: right. Goodbye, everybody.